Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub. We are presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network, and we are so excited that you decided to take a few moments out of your day, your evening, your night to check out the Hawks Beat Podcast, a podcast devoted to the Atlanta Hawks. We are coming to you live. Early into the morning on the Tuesday, it's, it's now 1230, so I guess it's early into the morning, as the Hawks just wrap up a West Coast game against the Portland Trailblazers, <sighs> falling in a shootout, 136 to 131. Yes, it was a shootout. If you bet the over in this game, <laughs> listen, because defense was definitely optional tonight. Um, a career night for Trey Young, 56 points, and I could really spend the entire podcast talking about how good he was. No, no, no. How great he was tonight. Uh, Trey Young put on a show tonight, man. He put on a show, and it is just unfortunate that the Hawks don't come away with the victory. Um... Yeah, man, it's just unfortunate. We're going to get into all the bells and the whistles, what we saw from the game. But let me just set up uh, the show real quick. Again, this is the Hawks Beat Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Ida. We are presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. And um, a big part of what we do is on social media. So make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of that jazz. Just look up at Hawks Beat. And you will find us there. Also, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. And after you subscribe to the podcast, we would love for you to come back around and give us a five-star rating. Let us know what you love about the show, what you hate about the show. Just make sure you give us those five stars. <laughs> so, uh, like we said, man, the game is is freshly over. Nate hasn't even spoke with the media yet. Um, <clears throat> not sure if we're going to get any sound from Nate, um, as of tonight. So, uh, we're, we're, we're still monitoring that. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but 
going into the game and just going into the game, the Hawks were going to be, of course, down a, a good amount of their guys. But this was the first game you got some of your pros back. Right. So, um, you got guys like Herder, you got guys like Gallo and Lou and and all those guys back. But unfortunately, uh, you lose Cam Reddish. Uh, Cam Reddish was listed as questionable with an ankle sprain. He was a no-go. And let me tell you something. Really would have been nice if Cam was out there tonight. My God, especially that first half when you just had the feeling that Trey just needed a second guy. You know what I mean? You just had a feeling that Trey just needed a second guy. John Collins was there and all the other guys. They just didn't seem early on like they had it, you know. Um, now, of course, the Blazers, they were without their guys. They were without CJ. They were without their main guy, Dame. And so, all things aside, this was a winnable game for the Hawks. I mean, it wasn't like... Um, as far as the rosters were concerned, this this was a rentable game for the Hawks. The Hawks were without Nate McMillan, who was in uh, protocol. So Joe Prunty uh, had the head coaching chair tonight, and he has some head coaching experience. He's actually uh, done a pretty good job as a head coach. I remember that one time he stepped in for the Bucks to uh, lead the, the Bucks to the playoffs when uh, Jason Kidd was out. So, you know, he, it, it wasn't like they were just throwing anybody out there. You know, Joe, Joe Prunty uh, kind of knows what he's doing. <clears throat> um, one thing I did want to mention is that before the game, of, of course, the last few days, um, the reports about guys going in and out of COVID. And look, is it necessary? Is it not necessary? Listen, fact of the matter is this. They still have to respect this virus right i know most of the most of the guys you know they're just having cold symptoms but they still have to respect the virus and even the hawks uh okongu and clint capella have both suffered have, have said look i'm still suffering from the effects of this virus uh, okongu said i had symptoms i had every symptom there was you know and clint said he's had some issues with his breathing and whatnot so you have to kind of respect. I know the protocols are getting on everyone's nerves and everything, but you still got to kind of respect it, right? You got to respect it. So it kind of is what it is when it comes to, um, you know, the, the the safety protocols. I thought Clint Capella had a really good game tonight. I thought he had a really good game. And Clint has been getting uh, hammered for his play this season. Uh, and, and I'm not going to say it was unfairly. I mean, Clint hasn't been playing that well. Um, he, he's been missing a lot of bunnies this year and that, that's a fact. Uh, I think the fan base has been a little bit too hard on him. Um, typically when you're under 500, you want to, uh, want to associate or you want to uh, put blame on folks. And Clint has kind of been the easy target along with TLC and guys like that. You know, it's, those guys are easy targets, but um, look, man, you win as a team, you, you lose as a team. That's kind of how I look at it. But uh, going into this game, uh, it was a very winnable game because the Hawks had their guys back. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to look at the numbers. We're going to look at some of the important moments of the game and just talk about what we saw from our vantage point here in the living room. So <laughs> you listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast. Uh, this is your man, E-Dub, man. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. All right, folks, we are back. Let's get into this game. 
All right, so uh, like I said, uh, no Cam Reddish, no Dame, no CJ. Uh, a lot of guys still out from COVID protocols, but uh, the Hawks threw out a starting lineup of Trey, Skylar Mays, Kevin Herter, TLC, and Clint Capella. And to me, it was obvious. It was, it was obvious that early on, this was going to be a shootout. <laughs> this was going to be a shootout. And you, you kind of just got those vibes in that first quarter. Well, at least I did in that first quarter. Um, Trey Young, I mean, he, he had it going. He had it going. 16 points in that first quarter. And it was like, okay, this is going to be this type of night, right? You know, and your your only thought was, I know my thought was, okay, who's going to be the guy? Like I know Trey's gonna be the guy, but who's gonna be the who's gonna be the Robin? Who's gonna be the second guy to help him out? Because there's no way Trey's gonna give you 15 or 16 every quarter. I was wrong. <laughs> he pretty much damn sure he pretty much did that. Uh, but I was looking for like another guy to really assert himself as that second guy. Uh, the Blazers backcourt came out guns a blazing themselves. <clears throat> Norman Powell, Anthony Simons, Anthony Simons had a great game. Like I, I and again, I, I know this is a Hawks podcast, but you have to give credit where credit is due. And the young kid really balled out tonight. If you would have told me that uh, the Blazers would put up 136 point with no Dame and no CJ, I'd be like, yo, man, you're crazy. Like you're crazy. But um that's what they did. Um, I, I was I was kind of uh, interested in the starting lineup for the Hawks. I'll be honest with you. I know the Hawks are still kind of without a power forward. Um, I mean, Gallo came back, but um, they're still without a true power forward other than Gallinari. Uh, Chandy Brown can play the four, and tonight they went with TLC a little bit, kind of play a little small ball four, I guess. I guess that's what they were doing. But I was kind of interested in wondering why you started TLC over Gallo. Maybe he wanted that scoring punch off the bench. I don't know. Uh, I do know when they came back from the second half, Gallo got the start. I guess he was like, you know what? Nah, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> so, you know, kudos to to, uh, to him to, for making the change. But uh, that was one of the things I was wondering when I looked at this starting lineup. Uh, the main difference early on for the Hawks was the fact that, look, you shot 61% in that first quarter. You guys shot amazing. However, in a shootout, you cannot give the other team, uh, you can't allow them to shoot 8 of 16 from 3. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like, you can't uh, let that happen. And they let that happen. <laughs> so, um, in that first quarter, it's like, yo, man, the only difference was, like, they just, they just made all them damn threes. I mean, you only you're only down by four, and on the road, that's a good spot to be in. But uh, they were just shooting the ball from lights out in that uh, from beyond the stripe. I'm like, yo, man, like run these dudes off the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, but it was obvious tonight wasn't about defense. Tonight was just about it was about scoring. So I'm not gonna harp on the defense. I'm not gonna harp on guys ain't playing no defense. I'm not gonna do that. It's basically okay. Do you get the offense to outgun these guys? I think you did, but you just fell a little short. Um, I thought in the second quarter, Nurkic started going to work a little bit. Um, 
doing kind of what he wanted in the in the in the post. I thought as the game went on, Clint Capella got Clint Capella. I thought he got better, but early on, I thought Nurkic was just giving him everything he wanted. He he was getting to his spots. He was doing what he wanted to do. And early on, to me, the team looked rusty. And they were rusty. I mean, guys have been out. Guys haven't been able to practice. So it's not like guys have been out and guys have been practicing. Like, that's a big that's a big thing that you need to understand. Kevin Herter in, in, in the broadcast, they were like, how, how were you able to stay in shape? He was like, I, was, I, I found a gym that I was able to play in by myself. Right. So like he's able to run and and, and get his workout in, but he, he's not playing together. And when you guys don't play together, you lose synergy. Just like when you had all those G League guys in there, like you can't just throw guys together and expect this thing to work. So, I mean, it was obvious that guys were rested early on, especially in that second quarter, because they didn't look like they had much of a flow to me. Um. One thing about the Hawks in this game, I thought they did a great job of fighting back. Uh, two times, I think two or maybe even three times, they were down by double digits. And each time they came back. Each time they came back. Second quarter was one of those times, man. Trey comes in the game, I think about 5.20. And he was sensational. Sensational. Um, runs three pick and rolls to Capella. He hits two deep threes. And he hits a three from the logo. To cut the lead down to five as you're going into the half. So it's like, yo, like at one point you're down 12, 13 on the road. And Trey comes in. He's just he's just wielding things like a magician, right? Like he's wielding things like a magician. And the Hawks were just so good when he was out there. And they were so bad when he wasn't. Right? And I think that might be the difference in the ball game. Like... You weren't able to to hold serve when Trey wasn't out there. And, you know, we'll talk about that and just, you know, kind of briefly of where I really think that bit the Hawks. But like I mentioned earlier, Hawks start a, a different starting five coming out the gate. Right. So we decided to go with Gallo starting that starting the third quarter. And it was the Hawks best quarter. Now, nah, I don't think that starting Gallo was the difference in why the Hawks won the quarter 40 to 30. I just thought they shot the hell out of the ball in that third quarter. Trey was wonderful and they were like making things happen. Gallo only scored two points. I think Gallo had a terrible game. <laughs> I think he was not good at all. And listen, when I read some of your um when I read some of your comments in the next section, in the next segment, uh, <laughs> you'll see what, what exactly you guys thought about Gallinari tonight. But tonight, I, did, I thought he was a, a net negative. <laughs> it is, that's just me saying without even looking at the plus minus. Like, he just was not good tonight. He was not good tonight. But I'm not going to bust him too hard because, again, He's coming off of COVID. He hasn't practiced. He hasn't played with these guys. And I don't know what kind of work he's got in while he was out. But, you know, he wasn't good tonight. But the third quarter was the Hawks' best quarter. They outscored the, the Blazers 40-30. to 30. And let me tell you something. Third quarter was a duel. Do you hear me? It was a duel. Anthony Simons went off. He went crazy. Six of eight. 4-6 from the three-point line, 18 points, 
Trey Young, 12 points, 5 assists. They're going back and forth, man. It was a duel. And I'll tell you something, man. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch, right? So, um, Hawks get back in this thing in that third quarter. Have a really good third quarter. Trey and, and Simons are just going back and forth. And um, you got to like what you see. Hawks in the quarter on a 7-0 run. And now here is the part of, uh, to me, what I thought was the turning point of the game. Fourth quarter, you got to sit Trey. You got to sit him to start the fourth quarter because he played the whole third quarter. Yes, I understand he's a young guy. You, you know, let him be out there playing. But um, you got to give him a little bit of a blow, right? You got to give him a little bit of a blow because he's already played 29 minutes, right? got to give him a little bit of a blow and i just i think that you have to the, the hard part is okay how long do you sit him right hawks go into the fourth quarter up five they start the fourth quarter with a lineup of lou Wright, Mays, gallo and a congo and you know, on most nights, you know, you figure that like that 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 lineup isn't going to be too well. It's actually hit or miss. I'm not even going to lie to you. That lineup is hit or miss. But considering what you've been playing with, five guys who you probably don't even know, you, you're kind of happy to have those guys out there. And what happens? Blazers go on a 12-2 run without Trey Young. They give up the five the the five point lead, and they. Uh, so they put Trey back in at 7.30 mark. Hawks are down five now. So now you've gone from a positive to a negative. Trey's got to come in, and now you're down five. And it just, I, I thought that they just kept him out a little bit, like a minute or two too late, man. It's like, yo, man, like you see you see what's happening. Call a timeout. Get, get bruh in there. If he runs out of gas towards the end, you still got them two timeouts you can hold or something. I thought that you waited maybe two minutes too late. And to me, I thought that was the difference in the game. I thought it was the difference in the game. You lose by five. Your final, the final outcome is you lose by five. And the deficit of when Trey Young sat as when he was put in the back, when, when he was put back in the game was five. Was five. I thought this was still a winnable game for the Hawks, right? Uh, big sequence for the Hawks in the third, I mean, in the fourth quarter, in the three-minute mark. Hawks are down by five. Trey and Clint can't connect on a pick and roll. Powell comes down, connects on a three-point play. You're up eight. Well, not you're up eight. The Blazers are up eight with three minutes left, and I was like, okay. Riders kind of on the wall. Go back and forth again. It's a shootout, right? You shoot out. You, you know, you get some guns. You get some bullets. And, and you still battle back under two minutes. So under two minutes, a minute 24, Hawks are down by four. You need a stop, right? You get the stop. Hawks come down, make a bucket. Now you're down by two with 55 seconds. Another key point in the game where I got to kind of call the coaching out and see what's happening. Now, I understand you want to start Gallo at the beginning of the half because you know you need to power forward. But you go to a defensive lineup 
and you take Trey out the game, but you leave Gallo in the game. Like, yo, how you do that? How you how you forget to take Gallo out? If anything, I would have left Trey out there and, and, and brought Gallo out. Leaves Gallo out there, and of course, they score before the clock even hits three. Like, I mean, like as soon as the, the inbound is in there, they get the ball to Nurkic, and of course, Gallo's on him, and it's just Gallo's just a turnstile. <laughs> and so, you know, of course, they get the bucket and the and one. You're down four with like 42 seconds, and you just run out of bullets. Trey makes two three, two deep threes late to bring it within five, but. I thought that that was a key play in the game. When I go back and look at, no, I'll save that. I'll save that for the next segment. So here's what we'll do. Um, I want to hear what you guys have to say. So we're going to take another quick break. On the other side, I'm going to read your comments about your takeaways and your thoughts about tonight's game. You're listening to the Hawksbeat Podcast presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I'm your man, Edub. We'll be right back. Third and the final segment here at the Hawksbeat Podcast. I'm your man, Edub, taking you through a Atlanta Hawks loss to the Portland Trail Blazers, trying to make sense out of this shootout as Trey goes for 56, a career high, uh, just a sensational night for Trey. Um, I didn't even ask, and, and those of you guys that follow me, those of you guys that are that are hip to the pod, you know every night I ask, what were your thoughts on the on the game? And who was your player of the game? I didn't even ask who was the player of the game. Like, I'm not even going to insult my guy like that. You know what I'm saying? He dropped 56 on 17 of 26 shooting and 14 assists to go with it. Uh, this was a monumental night, and I hate that um, it just didn't end out with a W. But uh, I wanted to go to Twitter, and I wanted to read your responses uh, some of your responses from uh, tonight when I asked, what were your thoughts on the game? So let's pull up the Twitter, the tweet machine, and let's see what you guys had to say. Ryan Teston on Twitter says, Chandy Brown was good, active, played defense, attacked the basket, etc. I think that he was talking about um, before uh, this game because Chandy didn't play tonight. So... Uh, and they were talking about guys they'd rather see other than Gallo. And that tweet was a response to uh, a tweet from uh, Zay404 who said, at this point, I'd rather have a few of the 10-day guys we had other than Gallo. So the Chandy Brown tweet was a result from that. So <laughs> thank you guys for checking this out. Uh, my guy, ATL Ramasaki said, where is the defense I wanted Big O to play down the stretch instead of Gallo. Yes. Um, I saw somebody on my timeline say uh, maybe the Hawks need to run a possibility of uh, running Okongu at the four and running Clint at the five. I don't know if that's something the Hawks would be open to. I think Okongu is a five. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, in hindsight, I mean, it, it does seem like a viable option. I mean, if if you down all those power forwards and you're trying to match up with bigs, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, Joshua Carter on Twitter said, someone else should have been playing in Gallo's place down the stretch. <laughs> you see, we kind of got a theme going tonight, right, guys? We kind of got a theme. Little Spud 4 on Twitter said, John, Cam, Dre, or Bogey. Doesn't fix the defensive issues this team has. 
without changes, the Hawks will waste year four of Trey's career. Ooh, interesting take. Interesting take. Um, let's read just a few more. ATL Hawks Nation said we need a consistent score outside of Trey and more two-way players and players who hustle. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Useless Tinsel on Twitter says Gallinari and Lou Will should not play another minute for this team. <laughs> Yo, you guys were on one tonight. You guys were on one. Last one I'm going to read from Logan Bailey. Uh, Trade Gallo or just get him another team. Don't want him anymore. (laughs) Wow. Oh, and so listen, that's what you guys have to say. That's what it is, right? That's just what it is. I like when you guys tweet me and give me the... uh, You know, just give me your honest opinions, man. And, of course, these are right after the loss. Still fresh, and and I get it. But you say what you say, and I I appreciate that because you guys give me that fan perspective, and, and I really appreciate it. As far as my takeaways for tonight, I think that the two biggest things when you look at tonight's uh, game was, well, actually, I'm going to go three. Trey was just fabulous. I know I've said it, but Trey was just fabulous tonight. I thought Clint played a really good game. I thought DeLon Wright played a really good game. Kevin Herter got going in that second half. And I said this. I tweeted, I, I, I want to see Kevin taking the ball to the hoop. Kevin and Skyler need to hit that paint a little bit more. When they're just settling for threes, doesn't help the team, man. Doesn't help. You can make the threes. I know Kevin. You can. I love to see Kevin shoot, but when he goes to the basket, he gives the Hawks another dynamic because Kevin can play make. He can play make. So I thought once the second quarter he started play making, he played really well. Uh, I liked what I saw from Delon. I liked what I saw from Onyeko, uh, Onyeka. And um, again, I didn't think Gallo was very good at all, but. It is what it is, you know. Uh, So I think those performances stand out to me. Also, um, sitting Trey that fourth quarter, I thought that might have been like the difference in the game, man. Like I thought that sitting him, I don't think that they ever recovered from sitting him as long as they did. Because now you're down five. And not only are you down five, just the mental aspect of, man, we got five-point lead. Now I got to come in here and, and get things going again, man. So, you know, you, you got to be able to carry the weight when Trey's not out there. You know, you got to be able to do that. And they didn't do that tonight. Um, the issue with, with, with uh, Gallinari be there on that defensive set, ultimately it probably didn't cost the Hawks the win, but it didn't help. Right? Can, can both of those things be true? It didn't cost them, but it didn't help. So, 136 to 131. And uh, the Hawks fall to, what are they, 14 and 20? Let me pull up their standings real quick. But um, they got to figure something out, man. Like, they got to figure something out. Because right now, this is a below-average basketball team, 16 and 20. My apologies. The Hawks fall to 16 and 20, which is 12th in the East. uh, uh, One game behind the Knicks. And uh, let me just read out the the Eastern Conference right now. So sitting up top, you got the Bulls and the Nets and the Bucks, uh, one, two, three. 
Uh, man, I didn't even know the Bulls. The Bulls have been really doing their thing. Um, Bulls, Nets, and Bucks at the three top three. You got the Miami Heat at four. Cavs and Sixers at five and six. So if the playoffs were to begin today, those would be your top six teams. Um, the playoff round would be uh, Wizards at seven, Hornets at eight, Celtics at nine, Raptors at ten. And on the outside looking in, you have the Knicks, the Hawks, Pacers, Pistons, and Magic. So uh, right now the Hawks only have a better record than the Pacers, Pistons, and Magic in the East. And um, that's just who this team is right now. They got to figure something out. And if you're going to go get into a shootout, you better have more bullets. Better have more bullets. Not, um, I think the tendency when you're a fan is to look for someone to blame. But I think every every man, every coach has to look into the mirror and see what they can do better. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is it, man. It's going on 1 o'clock in the morning. And we are going to wrap this thing up, put it to bed. And we appreciate you guys for checking out the Hawksweet podcast. We will broadcast uh, the next game on Wednesday night as the Hawks take on the um, the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> I had to look that one up, man. But uh, like we always do, man, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and get to know him, show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.